there's such a shift happening right now. I don't know if you're feeling it. It's, um, it's amazing. I said to Catherine this morning, we're such a great team, you know, because she has these words, you know, and I, I kind of preach into it, lean into it, and preach into it, and live into it, and dive into it, and it's just a great tandem thing, you know. So, I mean, all, this, all the words that she's had for the last couple of months, uh, this whole thing of, of the shift that is happening, the shift happens, the, the shift and the, 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 the sifting and the lifting, and the whole thing of the, the page turning, the page turning, it is so powerful what's turning. You know what's actually happening in the spirit? I was, I was wondering, so Lord, what's going on now? Why are things different in my life? Why are things different in the church? Where are you taking us? Okay, everybody eyes here, please. There's people all around here. Just stay with me. It's actually very important because a lot of people's lives are at stake here. The thing is, it's really amazing what's happening, the shift. I think what's happening right now, I think it's a movement that we've had an amazing... 10 years of, of finding our identity in the Father's love, uh, the grace message of new covenant theology, uh, of our identity in Christ, the authority of the believer. That's one thing we haven't done yet. And you know, it's really amazing because I thought about it before, you know, and the thing is, is his face. The thing is what's interesting is that it's almost very selfish. I mean, it's wonderful. Children of God, I'm a child of God. I have this, I have that, I have this, I have this, I am this, I am this, I am this. And after a while, it's all about me. And I said, Lord, it's all about me. I mean, it's good me because it's awesome because God has done so much in my life. But it's all about me. And I believe right now, and I see it around the world, even the Australian Prophetic Council, we were there, and oh, God started to speak to us and to me and to, to the thing that's happening. Right now, there is a, a movement to seeking the face of God. The one who gave us all this stuff, the one who made us all this stuff, it is his face. And it's amazing how little time we give to the Lord. It is unbelievable. I look at my own life. Now, we've had 24, 24. 21 days of prayer and fasting, right? It's been absolutely amazing online. God bless you. Welcome. It's been amazing, right? But I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to say, hey, we've done it now. I'm going back to my normal life. I cannot go back to my normal life. It is simply impossible because I've changed. I'm not the same person any longer. I don't have the same desires any longer. God has shifted my heart. God has turned the page. I cannot go back. And I suggest that all of us shift this page. And if you're still lingering, don't worry. You get drifting into this whole thing because I got some words for you. Believe me this morning. <laughs> I tell you, God is uncluttering our lives. He really is. He's, it's like the garret. It's such a good thing, you know. It's half empty. Praise God. So I'm halfway there, even for my life. It's uncluttering my life. I'm halfway there, you know what I mean? I'm on the, in the process. I'm, go, I'm, li- I'm leaning in. I'm going somewhere. But I want to say something. As we've been doing, well done, by the way. Some of you have fasted amazing things with food and, and stuff, you know. And come on. I believe that we are now receiving and what do you call them um getting the benefits right now unusual gifts of coming to church some really big donations last three in a row in the last two weeks i haven't seen that people give me cash over the counter like here ten thousand dollars i mean i've not seen that for a long time i've seen people giving cars to other people nice cars to other people I've had a person come to me, and I think it's going to be more, outside the church. He said, I've been away three years outside of church. But I felt last, last week to go and, and watch you online. Watch you online. He says, it changed my life. And he wants to come to church this week. I said, we're in Hamner. So hopefully come. If you're watching, bro, 
Come next week. The thing is happening in this way. Unusual stuff is happening. Prodigals are coming back. You'll see them in church. They were away. They're coming back. Now, some are being sent for a reason. That's fine. But some are coming back because it was not the right reason or it was a season or whatever. The thing, things are shifting in the spirit as we are building this highway of the Lord, this highway of holiness, and we're taking the rocks out of our lives and we seek his face, things are going to happen. This highway is going to find its way into many people's lives in Christchurch, in New Zealand, and all over the world. I really believe it. The water level is rising. I I had this picture the other day as we were praying in one of the prayer sessions, this water level rising. As the water level of our prayer and worship and intercession and yielding to the Holy Spirit, when it starts to rise, can you imagine it? After a while, you got, look, 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 look. You get drowned into the glory of God. And it's not just for us, because you'll find it in church. Things will be shifting in the next couple of weeks. It's already shifted now, but it's going to shift even more. But I want, I want to say something else, though. Not only will you be pulled into this whole thing, the world is going to be pulled into it. Because when we start manifesting this stuff into our city, what's happening, the whole water level in our city is rising, and people start to come into Christ. This tent is not going to blow. See, I'm just preaching because the Holy Spirit is confirming with signs and wonders. Come on. Signs and wonders. Look at this. Look at this. Why do, why do you stand there like, oh, I see the window over there just blowing all the stuff away. Guys, it's a sign of the Holy Spirit. It's a physical thing. But man, so many things get confirmed by physical things about the Spirit of God. Just a little bit longer and then you're released to go and do whatever you want to do in the wind over there. Just stay with me for a moment. Stay with me for a moment. Listen, to off this. Listen, stay with me. From this place of intimacy, from this place of the Spirit, I believe a mighty move of God is about to happen. That's what happened when I, when I saw this vision about, you know, preparing the highway of the Lord. This other vision about I want my church back. All has to do with us preparing the way. And there's only one way we can prepare the way. And it's not about running faster. It's not about working harder. It's about looking into His face. And he will do all this stuff. We just yield. We just want to worship more. Man, I used to run so hard. I thought it was all up to me, a bit like you, AJ. On the mischief field, wherever I go, the faster I run, I may be ADHD. I don't give a rip I'm ADHD or not. But I, and if I, and if I, and if I am, if I am, what a great asset for me. I can run faster. It's great. Thank you, Jesus, for ADHD. And all the ADHD people. No, no, no. Amen. But I'll tell you something, when we start looking Jesus in the face, face to face, things are going to change in your life, in my life, in your marriage, in your business, at your school, everywhere. Things are going to change. As we press into Jesus, then heaven will come and God is unstoppable when his people lean into him. So although I spoke last week about face-to-face, -face, I kind of started with this and then this week I kind of section two, but I felt the Lord says, Gideon, I want you to lean in a little bit more the next couple of weeks because I want you to do a series on face-to-face. -face. I said, okay, because it's the most important thing Christians will ever learn. And so I thought, great Lord, we have to learn so much already about identity. I love all the identity, new create, all that stuff I love. But one thing I have not done very well, and most of us have not very well, is really leaning into the Holy Spirit and leaning into the secret place and go there and spend time with Him on a regular basis. Amen. Last week I spoke about uh, the Lord's Prayer, about centering our lives around Him. I thought this only happened at um, a show, show weekend on the, the other side of uh, in November. 
Thank you, Jesus. It's just, it's just, I know it's going to be distract you a little bit. That's the, that's the hard thing. It's going to distract you a little bit. I thought last week about centering your life about Christ, around Christ, right? It says here in Matthew 6, 9, this is the Lord's Prayer. He says, our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms. He's, Jesus, Jesus told his disciples, this is how you pray. May the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Now, when that is the priority, when our, center, our lives are centered around Jesus Christ, when our priority, our love, our life, our time, everything is around Jesus Christ, then manifest your kingdom realm and cause every purpose to be fulfilled. See, if we want to see the kingdom come and manifest in greater ways, then we need to center our lives on Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, yes, I'm a Christian. That's very lovely. God bless you. It's really nice to be a Christian. I'm not talking about that. If we want to see God, a bit further, if we want to see revival happening through our church, in our church, in the community, we need to center our life around Jesus. Now, last week I had this picture about the sunflower. Now, I did some research about sunflowers because I thought it was very interesting that the sunflower actually follows the sun. The whole thing actually moves. It's alive. You know, it moves. So I thought, well, and I found out that only young sunflowers move. All the ones to stay to the east. Young ones go to the east and follow the whole day until the sun sets in the west. Maybe they need it more when they're young. I don't know why. But I'm saying to you, it, I thought, what a powerful picture of what God is doing right now in our lives. They are continually fixed on the sun. What a picture. If we all were continually fixed on the sun, on Jesus Christ, what a difference that could be in our lives. See, our calling is to fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus, face to face like a sunflower. Then my question is to you and to me, what are your eyes fixed on? What do you look at? What are you looking at in your life? What has your attention? There's so many distractions I mean, we had TV, Kath and I had TV, and we, we quite like the TV because it's relaxing. After just talking and ministering to all your people, we need a break, you know. And just have to go to a different world, you know. And then no problems, you know. And then we go, but there's more problems there. But anyway, but we go to like, I love playing, you know, I love, I love watching soccer, football, or whatever, you know, watching a little Netflix or something, you know, just to, just to relax the news even, you know. It's not, just like that, just kind of... But it's amazing how much time we spend doing this kind of stuff. Some of you guys are playing games like All Night Man. Some of the games, the online games that's happening. And what about the media? I hear that some kids do eight hours a day on Facebook or FaceTime or TikTok or whatever talk. <laughs> Serious. There's so much time wasted. Sport, whatever you do. Everything. All of it takes away from Jesus. All of it. Except if you're watching The Chosen. That's, that's lovely. That Netflix, that's what's The Chosen. That's, that's good like this. So my question is, what are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing to society? But let's keep it in the Christian community. What are we doing to ourselves? Is a question that I'm asking myself now. Am I making it much harder for myself, even living this Christian life, than it's supposed to be because I'm not leaning in? To the Lord as much. Hebrews 12 has a context with this. It's kind of the, after the faith chapter, 
But it really is in context of sin. And sin is kind of like sin is the other thing. It's the flesh, you know. It's the things that, not the spirit, you know. It's kind of the sin, the missing the mark. And Hebrews says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let's strip off everything, every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this. How? How? Say how. how. Wait, right here. How is we do this by, let's say it together, by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the person who initiates and perfects our faith. That's what happened. We look to Jesus. we got a long race to run. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. How are we going to do this? By fixing our eyes on Jesus. The struggle, sorry, the context here is struggle against sin and being distracted. So how do we play the long game? How do we play the long game? How do we not get distracted? How do we keep... Our eyes on Jesus. In the NIV, it says fixing our eyes on Jesus. In the TPT, which is the Passion Translation, it says we look away. I love this. We look away from the natural realm and fasten our gaze unto him. Isn't that beautiful? Our gaze. How many of us really exercise the gift of gazing? Gazing. I looked it up. I looked it up. It says gazing is looking for a long time. When you're in love, you're gazing for a long time. I can't get, keep my eyes off you. That's exactly what we're invited to with God. I just can't keep my eyes off you. And so when God asked me, he says, I'm, I'm detoxing you, your flesh the other day. I said, great. That sounds like a great plan and a lovely process. You know, <laughs> that's lovely. Yes, Lord. Detox my flesh. That's all good. See, the problem is, the more we are sin-focused, the less we are sun-focused. But the more we are sun-focused, the less we are sin-focused. And we've always been called to be sun-focused. I'll tell you something, my life has changed with all, even the sinful patterns in my life and the things that we all struggle with. My things have changed as I started like the sunflower to start gazing upon Jesus all the time. And as you do, and a sinful thought comes by, you bind it and you submit it to Christ. Say, it's not, of this, it's not it's of this world, not in my life. I don't want this. Thank you very much. And you just keep going. See, some of us kind of wait. I actually like that one. And you go deeper into that one. And then you're in trouble because that's going into the flesh, into the sinful patterns. And then you are in big trouble because then you go deeper into those things. And, oh, where's Jesus again? Oh, somewhere, I don't know, but this is really nice. And you go that way. And so many of us even subtly go that way. This even slowly. But the reason why we do it is because we don't lean into his face. If you lean into his face, like what AJ was saying before, there is nothing as beautiful, as powerful, as wonderful as his character, as his beauty, as his love in this way. And so we're pivoting. Also a beautiful word that Catherine gave. We're pivoting our lives like the sunflowers from the flesh into his face and detox the flesh. And it goes automatically. Are you struggling with sin? We all have had issues. 
Nobody's putting their hand up. That's great. I'm the only one with a hand up. Well, I'll, I'll own it. I'll struggle with some stuff still. Okay, Helen, I'll go with some Michelle, Catherine, my wife. Will you? <laughs> we all do, right? You know how you fix it? You know how you fix addictions? You know how you fix all that stuff? You look to Jesus. Okay, what does it look like to look to Jesus? Yeah, Jesus getting is very easy. What do you do? You sit in the chair and just look at a picture of Jesus with his long hair and his beard. Is that what you do? You know, well, you could actually. But it's better than other things you can look at, right? <laughs> but the thing is, though, what, you should, what, I, what I do, what I do in my secret place, this sounds great, it's just my other room, you know, it's a prayer room, you know. But the secret place, you know? The secret, what? The secret's out. So what I do is one of the ways that I lean in, not everybody has the same, but how I lean in is, first of all, our worship, often for about half an hour, at least half an hour. You can't even get half an hour. And just worship. And look at his face, just worship and worship. And then you start speaking in tongues for a while, just praying in his prayer. Now then you're an hour later, thank you, Jesus. I haven't even opened the Bible yet. But you're just ministering to the Lord. You're ministering to his face, and he's ministering to your face, and you're changed. Honestly, when you go out there, you want to stay there. You don't even want to go anywhere else. See, we were meant to live in that place. Now, there's a place that you go to like this, but then when you go into your car to work, you can still do that. You don't have to suddenly have more FM blasting with Elton John. You don't have to do that, you know. Again, Elton John is quite okay. He's got some nice songs. But the thing is, though, the thing is, though, you can also put worship music on. Just ling in the Holy Spirit and keep going. And then when you come to work, you can still speak. Okay, do your work, it's fine, but just be aware of the Holy Spirit all the time. In between meetings, God, thank you, Father, that my life is in your hand. I look at you, Lord. Thank, thank you. Go into your other meeting. I mean, you can, you can live this, practicing the Holy Spirit in this way. Know him better. I love this prayer, and I'll finish with this. I love this prayer in, in Ephesians 1. This is Paul praying for the church, and I think this is a prayer for our church, so I'm going to put harmony in there. I keep asking, Paul saying, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give harmony church the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know him better and I pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope which he's called us to the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people his incomparably great power for us who believe and the list goes on I'm going to come to it but in a different translation it is so powerful the spirit of wisdom and revelation I tell you the passion very clear here look at this I pray that the father of glory the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and here goes one of the verses of the year of the year that Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and revelation here we go to know him through your deepening intimacy with him what a great verse deepening intimacy with him we are called into intimacy into the secret place and it's an impartation that God wants to give to us it's an impartation. When you lift your eyes, when you seek his face, you get an impartation. It can even be gifted to you by laying on of hands. Catherine and I have had a lot of laying on of hands in the last three months. It's changed my life. And I don't believe in impartation. Well, change your mind. It works. It's very biblical for one. It's an impartation. You guys are going to go to America in a second. You, whoa. You'll get such an impartation. Make sure they pray for you, on your hands, laying on hands. Well, you'll change your life. It will change your life. 
In the Passion Translation, he continues here, I pray that the light of God would illuminate the eyes. It's all about the eyes. What are you looking at? Say again. Illuminate. What did I say? Eliminate. Oh, Jesus, help me. I would illuminate. It's font 20. I need glasses, but I just want to wear a glass. So it's font 20. It's still not clear. But anyway, here we go. That God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination, which is your heart, flooding you, come on, let's say it together, flooding us, us, with light until we experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling, that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that He finds in us already, His holy ones. Here we go. I pray that we, well you, we pray for us, that, let's pray, that we will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power available to you through faith. Now this is an amazing scripture, right? It says here continually experience. You can continually experience the power of God, the love of God, the light of God, all the stuff, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all that stuff. Then he says, your lives will be an advertisement. Come on. We need some better advertisements sometimes, Christians. Advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty, say it with me, it's good to say it. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead, come on, and exalted Him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now He is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government and realm of power existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but the age that is coming. And He alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in your life. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, the church, we are his body on the earth, that which fills him who is being filled by it. Or the NRV says, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Do you see him? Open your eyes. Do you see him? In your quiet time, look at these scriptures. That's how you can see him. Do you see him? I wonder if our prayer this year could be, Lord, open our eyes so we may see you. That we may see you. That's why I love this song, You're Beautiful So Much. It's saying all over the world now. And some revival me. they can't stop singing the thing. It's all about eyes of fire. He is glorious. Jesus is so mighty. He's so powerful. And you know what? When you see that revelation, who awesome he is. And then you bring it to yourself, how he lives in you. Then the question is, why am I not exploding? Well right? It's just so beautiful. So may the revelation come. Let's stand together. That's what this song, that's worship team. Spirit, that says so beautiful. It's a prayer. Spirit of wisdom. 
Open my eyes again. Spirit of revelation, straight out of Ephesians 1. Open my heart again. Because I want to see you. Lord, I want to see you rightly, Jesus. I want to see you rightly, Jesus. We're going to sing this song right now again. And I want you to really lean in and look at Jesus. But as you do, and just open your eyes when you get the communion, otherwise you fall over somebody. We're actually going to have communion. So there's communion only here, I think. Right? So get your communion. And what I like to do at this camp, I would love us to say, Lord, I want to see you. This is communion. This is face to face. Just by yourself, say, Lord, this year, I want to see you. I want to know you more deeply. Change my heart. Change my life. Change the way I look. Change the way I'm looking at things. In Jesus' name.